Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. General Motors is accusing the trust set up to handle its bankruptcy claims of secretly plotting with plaintiff's attorneys to make it pay $1 billion in stock as part of a class action settlement. Under the settlement, the bankruptcy trust for the old GM will pay plaintiffs $15 million and accept $10 billion in previously disputed claims. That pushed the total approved claims in the case beyond a threshold of $35 billion, which is critical. Plaintiff's attorney Steve Berman said... That threshold triggers a provision in the 2009 bankruptcy sale created to save GM that would force GM to contribute $1 billion in stock to help pay the claims. Bloomberg News legal reporter Eric Larson has been following this case and joins us now. Eric, we've been hearing about these GM ignition switch cases and the trials and the settlements for years. So describe this settlement. Uh, well, this settlement is a little bit different because uh, it, it, it requires GM to potentially put in a billion dollars in stock that uh, the company itself, the new GM, had no part in, uh, no part in arranging the settlement. So they're going to challenge it, uh, saying that this, these $10 billion in claims that the trust wants to recognize are bogus claims. They would never hold up in court. Uh, and they claim that the trust is merely accepting them just to trigger that, that threshold number enforce this $1 billion in stock to go in and, and basically make the settlement more palatable for the plaintiffs. Eric, what do we know about what standard will judge this question? What is uh, either the, what does the new General Motors have to show uh, to, to avoid having to put in this billion dollars in stock? Well, that's a really good question, and it, it's pretty unclear at this point. This is a pretty early early days for this dispute, which I, I think is going to get a little bit heated in court. Uh, this is the first time that old GM and new GM are uh, sort of fighting like this, and uh, it's it's a little bit unusual, and neither side really has laid out exactly what their legal arguments are. It was just referenced in court that this settlement had been reached, and uh, there were not a lot of details given other than what we've already discussed, and the settlement is due to be signed tomorrow. So we should get more details, but I, I know that New GM is saying that this deal was reached secretly. Uh, they seem to think that they should have been involved somehow and that this was basically, they used the word plotted, uh, you know, behind their backs. So uh, whereas uh, the plaintiff's attorney says that this is exactly what GM bargained for when it put this provision in the 2009 bankruptcy, bankruptcy sale in the first place. So there was always going to be that risk that $35 billion in claims could be reached or exceeded and trigger this. And they say they're just going by the books. So, Erica, GM also called it a contrived scheme. But how do they reach this point where they're about to sign a settlement, according to the plaintiff's attorney, and they're just realizing this now? Why didn't this come up earlier? 
Well, I think that that's uh, another good question. I think the judge will probably be asking that question as well. Um, it's uh, notably the trust and the plaintiffs, they are going to argue, they said they'll argue that they don't think uh, new GM actually has uh, any right to object here. Uh, they say that the language in the sale and this provision that we discussed about the $35 billion mark, that that language is very clear and that the trust is the only entity that uh, is has the authority to, you know, deal with these claims and approve or deny them. So um, I think they're going to argue that they're just going by what is in the, uh, the sale agreements and that GM is just sort of out of luck. But it, it's a good question why this is just coming up now, uh, just, you know, a few days before the settlement is supposed to be signed. But, um, of course, even after it's signed, uh, a judge still has to approve it. So um, they'll be making all these arguments in court, I'd imagine, very soon. Eric, when you talk about these $10 billion in previously disputed claims, what are those? What's the biggest category? Are we talking about like, the claims that, that the defect lowered car resale values or something else? Right. So these are 400 to 500 uh, personal injury claims. Uh, they're not all just related to the ignition switch issue, um, but uh, just personal injury claims from before the bankruptcy, but also um, a class action suit uh, that has 11.9 million class members. Um, and those are related to the so-called economic losses uh, that these vehicles suffered as a result of the ignition switch recall and also uh, other recalls, a series of recalls in 2014. Uh, so it, it, there's, it, it is quite a big settlement. Um, and uh, it, it covers a wide array of different types of lawsuits that GM, frankly, thought they had put behind them when they signed that 2009 bankruptcy. About 30 seconds here, Eric. Who is going to have to sign this settlement? Is new GM going to have to sign the settlement? No, this is a settlement between only the, the trust that was set up uh, for the general unsecured creditors of the so-called old GM. Uh, that was when the company was basically split as part of that bankruptcy sale. Uh, and this plaintiff's group uh, with uh, plaintiff's attorney Steve Berman. Um, that's, those are the only two signs. And, of course, GM, new GM, will be objecting to it and trying to stop it. You really need a diagram to figure this one out. Thanks so much for helping us with that. That's Bloomberg News legal reporter Eric Larson, who's written about this case. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.